Welcome back to the Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday, so let's get down to business. Um, today I wanted to pose a question to you, and this was actually a question that I saw on a um, on a Facebook group that I'm in for um, Christian entrepreneurs and business owners. And, and so although I don't get to spend a lot of time on social media, going through these groups, I'll come across something that's, you know, really helpful or beneficial sometimes. And, um, this particular week I came across a post and the question was, what are the biggest challenges you face as a Christian entrepreneur? And I really struggled with that one. And so I read the question over and over again. What is the biggest challenge that I face as a Christian entrepreneur? And I couldn't answer it. I couldn't come up with anything. And it's not that I don't have challenges. You know, um, being business owners, as you should know, we we have challenges almost every day. And so um, in reading it, I think my biggest problem was that I was feeling the need to dissect this sentence, this question, and remove the word Christian because there isn't a specific Christian struggle or challenge. It's just a challenge in general in being a business owner or an entrepreneur. The only difference that that this title or this inserted word of Christian brings is that we may approach things differently. Or we may, you know, pray over our business um, before we start each morning or, you know, come together with our employees. And we may have more of a faith message throughout the day. Um, people may recognize us immediately as a Christian business. But does that really change anything for us as a business owner to add this word Christian? You know, and one of the things that I love to go back to in God's word is that, um, they will know us by our fruits. You know, when we read about the fruits of the Spirit, we, we know that they are love and joy and peace, uh, being patient, being kind, uh, faithful in what we do, being gentle in our approach, having self-control, being generous, having that generosity, you know, just wanting to give. That's one of my favorite things is the more you give, the more you have, you know. So we, we're consistently trying to find ways to give. And so... People will know you by your fruit. So there's really no no reason to say I am a Christian-owned business. Actually, and to be very honest with you, when you place that title on your business, you're placing a, uh, a magnifying glass for people to watch you even more closely and be more critical of the things that you do and how you do them instead of just being who God created you to be and just living with the fruits of the spirit and it just being evident within you. And so I know I just really jumped into this topic, but it, it just really weighed heavy on me. And I'll give you an example, um, in restructuring our business and, and going in a different direction. You know, we've talked about the pivot these past couple of weeks and, and how we change directions. We don't change our purpose or our mission, but we change directions and how we do it and how we provide our service. And so in all of these shiftings and everything, it just really got me thinking that a lot of times when I do share the faith side of who I am, you know, if I'm talking to uh, potential clients, or I'm just networking and talking to fellow business owners, and we're having a conversation about how we handle challenges and problems, or you know, maybe some of the big wins that we've seen in our businesses. 
or even ministry, you know, we, we stop and we share these things. And because I have begun to share a little bit about my faith or maybe our background, you know, being in ministry for so many years and helping out wherever we could in ministry and just that just being a big part of our heart, you know, it's just ministering to other people. People immediately, and and this happens a lot, probably 90% of the time, will try to shift my focus or my business into um, churches or into ministry groups, or why don't you, you know, start looking into all of the churches that are in the area and provide and present your program and go do some coaching and do some training and, and, um, you know, be a guest speaker. And, and I think we get caught in this, um, web of feeling like we only belong to one particular group because of the message that we share. And um, I had someone tell me one time, it's a lot easier to grab the low-hanging fruit. But that's not what God called us to do. The challenge would be to reach for the fruit that is higher up on the tree. And if I see that the apple higher up on the tree is looking a lot more red and juicy than the one that is that is hanging low, or maybe the one hanging low I want to leave for uh the child that is walking behind me that can reach it a lot easier. But there's more fruit on the tree, so why don't I just go ahead and take advantage of whatever is there? Then I'm going to reach for whatever fruit I choose to reach for. And there will be satisfaction in eating that fruit. Just the same way as there will be a a feeling of fulfillment and fulfilling our purpose in making our services available to anybody and everybody who needs them. And so just because a corporation or a company is not faith-based and they're not Christian doesn't mean that I can't walk into their building and present uh, an encouraging message to them um, or train them in the way to treat their customers or help them to understand the importance of networking Um there are so many different topics that do not have to contain a, an actual scripture straight out of the Bible, but can still be taught to them um, in a way of inserting God's principles into how we do things every single day. Let me share another um, thing because I love to dig deep and I love to research and, and look up different articles and blogs of how people, other people have approached this or have maybe thought about it. And so I came across another, um, blog online and there was the, the title was the five struggles of Christian business leaders. And what was very interesting to me, because remember it specifically says the five struggles of Christian business leaders is I started to read through, and the first one, immediately it said loneliness and leadership. Well, are Christian business leaders or business owners the only ones who experience loneliness in their leadership role? That's across the board. It's not just specific to the Christian business owners. Um, The second one was a a complexity in the rapid changing or information-saturated world. Are Christian business owners the only ones who experience some type of uh, frustration or challenge with seeing things rapidly change? 
you know, things are changing all the time, which led into the next one, which was new technology. Christian business owners are not the only ones who go through these, these changes and these uh, challenges. Um, just for the sake of finishing the list, a balance between profit, people, excellence, and God. Now, I, I want to really focus on this one. This was the fourth point that they made. And um, the problem that I saw with that is it was written backwards. Because it says a balance between profit, people, excellence, and God. And when I saw that, I immediately wanted to change the way that it was written. Because going back to thinking about being a Christian business owner or entrepreneur or even a ministry leader, what is the first thing that we focus on is God? Because that's part of our faith and that's why we're called a Christian in the first place. And so we, because we follow after Christ and we want to be just like him in everything that we do and the way that we approach things and the way that we, you know, we uh, address people and speak to them and love on them and maybe even offer some type of correction or encouragement. God should always be the first and foremost part of everything that we do in our business. Um, if, if we partner with him in everything, and I mentioned a little bit at the beginning when I said, you know, it's even if it just means that you are praying over your business and your team and everything that you do that day before you even begin, that's a moment of stopping and saying, you know what, Father, um, I just want to ask you to be with me today. I want you to just be in everything that I do. Guide me, direct me. Don't let me make a decision without consulting you first. Because if I talk to you, and I ask you, Lord, what should I do in this moment where I'm, I'm not sure which direction to take? I can trust that you're going to give me an answer. I can trust that you're going to show me the direction I need to go, if it's a no or if it's a yes. And so when we place God first and we wait for him and we, we invite him and include him in our decision making, we are partnering with him and relying on him to lead us in that moment. Which leads to the second word that was the second from last was excellence. So we partner with God. We, we press forward to be as excellent as possible in our business because we are now modeling everything we do after what God has taught us and shown us and is speaking to us. Then the people come next. The people are so important because what is the purpose in your business? It's to serve the people. It is to provide a service or a product that is going to help them, not hurt them, but help them. And so we place God first. We are excellent in everything that we do, or we strive to be excellent. We focus on the people. Then the profit will come. The blessings will come because we have placed everything in correct order. And so I found it very interesting. Once again, it said a balance between profit and people, excellence, and God. Let's flip that around. It is God, excellence, people, and then profit. Then the challenges will be hardly anything at the end of whatever it is that you're trying to figure out because you have allowed God to walk you through that process. 
and you've remembered your purpose was for the people. He created you to do this for your customers, for your clients, for your ministry. And then he blesses you because of your efforts and because of your heart. And then the last one was um, integrating Christian faith with day-to-day business practices. And so, um, once again, we go back to the scripture. And I'm going to find it so I can tell you exactly where it's at. But when we go back to the scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. There is no struggle in trying to integrate your faith into your day-to-day business practices if you just walk in the fruits of the Spirit by showing love to everybody who comes your way, by being joyful in what it is that God has created you to do. There is nothing greater than operating in your purpose in having a job that is not a job. You may have started that thing because, first of all, God placed a burning desire inside of you to start this business because it's something that you love. Secondly, it may become that resource and those finances that you need to take care of your family. But the most important part of that was the joy that it brought you because you were fulfilling purpose. It goes right back to that first point. Peace. Having a peace every day in what you do, even through the challenges and even through the things that um, may kind of, you know, rattle you and stir you up for a moment. But when you partner with God and you ask him for direction, you say, Lord, help me. I don't know what to do in this situation. He will answer you and he'll give you peace about it. Being patient with other people. And I'm going through every single fruit of the spirit right now. Being patient with your staff, being patient with yourself, being patient with your customers, And showing kindness. Kindness goes a long way. Because one of the main things, and and if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say it many times. We do not know what the other person is going through. We don't know what they've just encountered. We don't know why they're angry, why they're lashing out. But the one thing you have to always remember is that they are not upset with you. They're not angry at you. They are angry at whatever just happened to them or whatever they may be going through or have been going through for a while. Your kindness can shift that atmosphere, even if just for a moment. Your kindness can show them that there is still love out in the world, that there is still hope, that there's still peace. That just because someone else has treated them a certain way and just because They may only have uh, that feeling of just bitterness and anger and hatred inside of them. And they don't realize they're lashing out at everybody else. Kindness can start to burn all that away. Let's move on to generosity. Just being giving in any way possible that you can. You know, I used to, when (laughs) I kind of have a love-hate relationship with the year that I worked in a grocery store. Um... I hated that I had to be there, but I learned to love it because I was still operating in my purpose, which was helping people. And I remember in the rush of, of walking up and down the aisles and trying to pick groceries for other people and getting them to the back in time because the customers were going to be there soon to pick them up. I remember in the moments where I would be walking down the aisle, pulling my cart, and I would see someone struggling to pick up a case of water. Or trying to put it underneath their basket. 
it brought me so much joy to park my cart on the side and say, you know, let me help you with that. Or do you need any help? And sometimes they would, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I got it. And I always asked, are you sure? And if they told me no again, I would go ahead and leave them because, it, you know, I'm not going to push myself on someone. But a lot of times it was easy just to go and grab and say, hey, let me get that for you. And I and, and just the smile and the thank you was enough to lead me throughout the rest of my day in that place that I did not want to be, feeling like I had fulfilled my purpose. And so generosity is not just monetary. It's not just, you know, having to buy something for someone, having to um, give them money, having to... <clears throat> um, for instance, my dad always taught me, if you see a beggar on the side of the road or by a, uh, um, a gas station and they're asking for money, if they say they're hungry, you don't have to give them that money. Take them in that gas station, which he did so many times when I was a little girl, and, and I'm sure does, still does it to this day. Take them in that gas station and say, go ahead and get whatever you want. I'll pay for it. And if they're truly hungry, they'll go and they'll grab the sandwiches and the hot dogs and the, you know, the chips and the bread and the soda. That's the generosity saying, you know what, I care about you, that you're hungry. Sometimes I wish I could do more, but I'm going to do whatever I can in this moment. A faithfulness. Faithfulness to your business and your purpose. Faithfulness in everything that you do. Being faithful in what you say you're going to do. Being faithful to your employees. When you tell them you're going to um, provide a service for them. Or you're going to do something special for them. Or you're going to make changes. Being faithful to fulfill what you said you were going to do. Um, the next one is gentleness. Just having a gentleness about you. You know, we, we can allow our emotions to get the best of us. But that leads right into the next one, which is self-control. When we have self-control, we're able to stop and think about what it is that we're about to say or do, which is um, another principle that we teach all the time, learning how to respond instead of reacting. Responding is a, it's a fruit of gentleness. Gentleness being a fruit itself, but um, responding, knowing how to respond. That is our way of being gentle with the situation or with the problem or whatever it is that may have just arose, but just stopping and approaching it with gentleness. And so I go back to that last point that they made on this particular blog, and it said integrating Christian faith with day-to-day -day business practices. That could be in anything that you do, basically meaning when God presses on your heart to do something according to his word and his likeness and his heart and his love, you just do it. Do you have to do it all day, every day? No, because then it becomes kind of like the norm or it may appear to be fake or overdone or overly religious. It's just responding in the moments where God presses on your heart to do something special. Um, I remember having a booklet of uh, different encouraging words and scriptures when I worked at the, at the um, I think I've shared this story before too, probably a long time ago. But when I worked at the grocery store, 
and I would pull out in the morning about five, I would rip out five of those pages and put them in my pocket. And throughout the day, if I saw that somebody was having a rough day or they were sad or maybe they were going through something personal, instead of stopping to speak with them, I would just pull randomly pull out whichever one um, my hand happened to touch because I would have these five pieces of paper folded and ready to go. And I would pull one out, not knowing what it said, and just hand it to the person in passing. These were my coworkers. And I would hand it to them and walk away. Later on during the day, um, not all the time, but a good amount of the time, they would always come back and say, thank you, I needed that. Or that word really encouraged me. Or how did you know? <laughs> I would get that sometimes too. How did you know? And it was, uh, look, God just pressed on my heart to give it to you when I saw you. So whatever it said, that was from him. And um, those are just those moments where you can act on what God has put on your heart to do without having to say, I'm a Christian. Jesus loves me. He loves you too. And, um, you know, let's pray. Sometimes we just need to be who we are. Sometimes we need to just let our fruits speak for us. Um, What's the saying? Actions speak louder than words. Just be it. Do it. You don't always have to say it. Another thing that would happen is um, when I was out on the drive at this grocery store, people would open up and just, customers, would just open up and just start talking to me while we were out there loading their groceries. And they would start to tell me about things they were going through. You know, their children were sick or their um, spouse had just passed away or um, they were struggling. It was during COVID. You know, they were struggling with fear, things like that. And if the Lord pressed on my heart, I'd just stop and say, do you mind if I pray for you? Sometimes I would tell them I'll be praying for you because I knew their name and I knew I could call them by name. But there were other times where he just pressed so hard and said, just pray for them. And it didn't matter how many groceries I had to go back in or how many other customers I had to serve. If he told me to do it, I would just stop and just pray for them just, just for a minute. And then continue to, to hold them in my prayers, you know, on my own throughout the day or the weeks. And when I would see them, it was always a joy for them to give me some type of good report or just a smile showing me that they were doing great. You know, that life hadn't taken them down in the direction that they felt they were going, but they were now encouraged. That's how we integrate our Christian faith into our day-to-day business practices. It's just being who you are. And the reason why I struggled so much with this question that was presented um, in, in the group, you know, what are the biggest challenges you face as a Christian business entrepreneur? The question was, was legitimate. I have no problem with the question. It just really made me think the differences between businesses and Christian businesses. There are a lot of businesses out there with um, owners and CEOs who may not know God for themselves. They may not have a personal relationship. They may not profess to be a Christian. And yet some of them still have integrity. Some of them still are committed to what they do. They still operate in excellence. They're not a Christian business, so how can that be? 
Well, they still have morals and they still have standards. So how does that separate the two? How do we distinguish between a regular business and a Christian business? And so I, I really just wanted to pose that question to you all today. Um, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Because when we start to separate the two and begin to only think that a regular business that is very successful um, but doesn't have, you know, the, the Christian principles and um, the faith messages cannot speak to a Christian congregation or to a Christian group of people. Although they may have regular prints, I mean, amazing, not regular, but amazing principles, they may have a great success story. Or we look at the flip side, a faith-based business owner uh, or business with a business owner who loves Jesus with all their heart and, and loves to, to preach the word, but also loves to train and teach their staff on on morals and principles and standards and excellence. Um, that they should only be training and coaching for churches and ministries and other Christian businesses. The two should not be separated. We all go through the same challenges and the same problems, just in a different way, because everybody's problems and challenges are unique, right? So um, I pray that some of this has really encouraged you and has helped you to um, see that there is no difference. But I also am interested, you know, to hear if if you've ever seen a specific challenge to Christian businesses only or the opposite. Um, so feel free to send me a message or drop some comments below this episode. I, it was just a very intriguing question, but I do want to encourage you in all of this, is that it does not matter if you claim to be a Christian business or not. And the majority of the time I do speak to, you know, faith-based businesses, business owners, because we need encouragement to you, but it doesn't matter. As long as you are serving your people and you understand your purpose and you understand, you know, what you were created for, God created everybody for something specific. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent. We have a certain way of reaching people. Whatever it is that you have been created for, just operate in it and partner with God. Ask him to lead you and to guide you. And you'll know what to do. And so that is it for me today, you guys. I thank you again for joining me on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. I will see you back here on Friday to encourage you more. Have a wonderful day. God bless.